Bula, 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 bula. We're going to do another bula. Hey, listen, it's uh, interesting to be an investment advisor and to read some of the garbage that comes across that um, are from really important people. One of them is from a gentleman who is a global investment strategist and portfolio manager with a company. And I disagree with some of the things he has to say. And one of the things I know that I'm going to do with this one is I'm going to upset some people. Because the reality in life is there is no absolute guarantee for anything. And so many people talk about real estate from a guaranteed standpoint. It just doesn't happen. So what I'm going to do now is uh, talk a little bit about real estate. I'm going to talk a little bit about this article. But before I do that, got to get this little disclaimer out of the way because I'm going to um, eh, chat on my personal site about some things that uh, uh, so many people forget. Due to our extensive holdings that of our clients and your host, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. By listening, reading, or using this podcast and website in any manner, you understand the information presented is provided for informational purposes only and agree to our terms of use and privacy policy. No professional advice. The content of articles and other projects is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional advice. Nothing said, written, or otherwise communicated in any form on this site or otherwise should be construed as an offer, recommendation or solicitation to buy or sell a security. Neither Paul Truesdell, Truesdell Consulting Incorporated, Fixed Cost Financial Incorporated, affiliates or subsidiaries provides tax, legal, or psychological advice. The content in the podcast and on this webpage is not intended to constitute or be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your doctor or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the podcast or on my website. And you do realize that Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown and... I think they wound up making baby batter. I don't know what's for sure what Jack and Jill did, but I do know that um, bad things happen to bad people, bad things happen to good people, and bad things can happen to real estate. So let's talk a little bit about real estate. You know, the price of real estate's gone bonkers. I don't care if you are in Kathmandu, if you're in Tasmania, or if you're in Riverview, Florida. Riverview, Florida, why the hell did I pick that place? I have no idea. But the price of real estate's gone bonkers. If you own real estate, you're sitting back going, oh, this is great. If you're a realtor and you have a house for sale, you're going, hey, this is good. It's going to make my big fat commission. If you are looking to buy, you're going, oh, better hurry up and buy now before, oh, what else? Before everything goes to hell in a handbasket, I can't get anything. It's always the same thing. Most people buy high and most people sell low. That's the truth. I've done very well in real estate in my life, especially when I do it on my own without any guidance. But what I do know is that when you buy real estate, you're making a big bet on a big idea. You do realize that, right? You have things like a chimney. Now, just so you know, I've not only repaired chimneys, I've built chimneys. And I know that a lot of work goes into these damn things. You have your heating and you have your air conditioning, your HVAC, right? You have insulation. You have your roofing, your siding, your windows, your flooring. There's a lot of things that go into a house. You have your plumbing, your appliances, your cabinets, your doors, your foundation. And that doesn't include all the crud you've got inside, right? That can go wrong. Carpeting, electrical plugs, potties, showers, right? Lots of things can go wrong. And so when you own it, you own it. Oh, you can get insurance for things, but you do realize that if you insure the minor things, you're going to go broke. 
So you have to know how to repair things. You need to know how to fix all the stupid stuff that's going to happen. Now, the problem with real estate is really simple. It's really, really simple. You got to own it. What does that mean? You got to own it. That means you've got to go out and buy the tools and develop the knowledge to maintain it. And when you do that, you have to factor in a little bit of time. Now, always remember, I talk about the word team. T-E-A-M stands for time, effort, aggravation, and money. Some people don't want the aggravation that goes into managing anything. They don't have the time. They don't have the effort. They don't have the energy. They don't have... They don't, Time, effort, aggravation, oh, they lose their mind and money. They don't have it. So one of the things I really do want you to think about, doesn't make any difference if you're younger or older. Renting is not necessarily a bad thing because when you buy something that you're going to own, you need to overcome the sales charges, the moving charges, all the expenses that go into it. And people all the time, oh, I'm just going to be flipping homes. I'm going to be doing great. Rah, rah, rah. Oh, horse, pucky. Okay. So a lot of people talk about active investing. Oh, I bought a house. I'm actively investing. Here's the problem. When there are sector rotations and those sector rotations occur in real estate, just like anything else, and I'm not talking about going from commercial to residential to medical office building to high rise to rural. I'm not talking about oil and gas. I'm talking about your neighborhood goes to shit in a handbasket. Okay. It only takes a handful of really bad people to ruin a neighborhood. Let me tell you an easy way to make money. You ready? You get a group of investors, you get a you get a good group of investors, then you get yourself a half a dozen to a dozen really cruddy people. I mean, they they're nice people, but they they're going to be actors and they go into a neighborhood, you buy some homes, and they just act like animals. Nothing to get arrested for, but they're just plain animals. Watch the price of the properties go down, then you go in and make money on everybody's misery. Oh, but Polly, 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 that would never happen. People don't do that. Yeah, they do. Just like you have pump and dump, people lie about a stock in order to get it up in value so they can sell and make a profit. You have the same thing, pump and dump, when they dump on property to drive the price down so they can go in and buy. That's... You know, this stuff goes on all the time. There's not enough people in the world for regulators to go after. And you have, generally speaking, they go after the lowest hanging fruit. But in real estate, this is something I guarantee you absolutely unequivocally beyond the exclusion of every reasonable doubt. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. In this area, it's done. It's done all the time. So if you don't have the money, you're, you know, you're just barely hanging on. You got a problem. Okay. So Everybody talks about, oh, you need to be responsible, a good steward of your capital. You should put your money at risk. And one of the things is to own companies and to own real estate because the long-term performance will outperform everything else. Okay, one of the problems that there is out there is the word active. What does the word active mean? I don't know. I'm dead serious. I've been in this business for, let's, let's count them up. I've been investing since the 70s. So 70s, 80s, 90s, the zeros. Oh, the single digits. And now we're in the oh, teens. And that's a long time. The six different decades. Pretty soon going to be up, coming up on a seventh. Here's my point. Here's my point. There is no definition for active and there is no definition for passive. Yeah, now that's a bicycle bell. That I know. That is a bicycle bell. That's a cartoon. That's a uh, that's a cute little cartoon. And those are chimes. But I got news for you. This could be 
any number of things. A car went by, a plane went by, could be a camel that's on, I don't know, meth and they're really hauling ass or coke or whatever. Although if you saw a camel going that fast, that might be an event you might want to pull your cell phone out and get some video of it. Could be, uh, you know, the one of the big things on YouTube. Here's the point. Yeah, you got to take big bets on big ideas. But remember what I've always said, do what you like are good, profitable and can control. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm really good at stuff. I just don't like doing it. So you like to maintain things, but on your schedule, not somebody else's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I don't like to get around to it. Uh, yeah, you like it. You're good at it. But how much do you make? Well, I make about $100, $150 an hour. Okay, so you're working 2000 hours a year, right? Yeah, well, you make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Is it worth your time to go out and do all the repairs? And I, well, you know, I just, I like doing it. But occasionally you like to do it. Yeah, well, occasionally. Okay, do what you like, good, profitable, you can control. So um, let me ask you a question. You're going to be going to San Diego to a, a medical convention, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now the plumbing busted, the roof's got a leak. I mean, you got a mess. Uh, what are you going to do? You see, my point is that when you take a big bet on a big idea, no matter what the big bet is, you got to have the financial capital to make sure that you can do the things that need to be done. Because if you don't, you're screwed. Now, my buddy is going to San Diego on a medical convention, an anesthesiologist, right? Okay, so far, so good. That makes sense. Now, the problem is he's going there and he gets a job offer. He gets a job offer making 300 bucks an hour. So he's going to go from making eh, around $200,000, dollars $400,000, right? He's going to go from making $400,000, $2,000. Well, let's see. He's actually making 100 bucks an hour to, yeah, $200,000. Goes from making $200,000, maybe $300,000. Then he's going to go making a base of $600,000. He's going to get a signing bonus of $100,000, a relocation. Even though it's California, he's worked the numbers and it's worth it. It's really worth it to him because he'll make about hundred grand more. But he can't go because he's got this house he's upside down in and he's got all these ties. And now he says, you know what, Paulie, I want you to evaluate. I got this offer in San Diego, but I got the same offer in Boise, Idaho. And I got to tell you, I really want to go to Boise. It's exploding. And I, I really do enjoy the country up there. So we sit down and I say, yeah, I got a ranch in Idaho and I've been there a lot and I haven't been there lately, but uh, I get it. So what should I do? Go, where do you, where do you want to go? I'd rather be in Idaho rather than San Diego. Well, do you really want to be in San Diego? He said, well, I like, I like the weather. Well, here's the thing. They make a thing called an airplane and you can fly to Maui. Yeah, you're right. You know, I can fly. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to get from Boise to Maui than it is from Florida to Maui. Believe me, I've made that trip more than a few times. I mean, San Diego might be a little quicker but I don't know, check the airlines, but you see where I'm going with this thing. So a lot of people, all they review is the trajectory of what's going on that's positive, or they view the trajectory it's down. It's either all up or all down. But when you have an intense capital investment, and people talk about the words active and passive, you have to define the words active and passive, okay? Re-roofing, painting, flooring, insulation, all the different things that go into making a home. Now, I read the statistic, and it says in the United States, with the age of the uh, median home, the average home is 43 years of age. That's, I think, really interesting. <coughs> Excuse me. So one of the things that, if a home is 43 years of age, guess what's going on? The homeowners have got their hands filled with projects and upgrades and repairs. And so a lot of money is going in where maybe people didn't expect it. 
Now you go in and you didn't pay cash for it. You finance the thing and you start looking at all the costs. Okay, here's my point. Sometimes it's better to rent than own. And that goes against everything people think about. But now, wait a minute. I didn't say not to own real estate. What I'm saying is you can own real estate and let somebody else manage it and make the money. If you've got the financial squeeze to do it, no any problem. Well, you know, uh, if the neighbors are crapola, you leave. I've done that on several occasions. I've had neighbors who are just complete morons, assholes, complete shitbags. Eh, whatever. Doesn't bother me. We'll move. I just don't care. Make a profit, make a little bit. I don't I don't care. I, you know, is again, the aggravation's not worth it. And if you know me, Truesdells don't get mad. We get even. Bad things happen to bad people in spades. Eh, bad things happen to good people. But bad things really happen to bad people in spades, especially when I'm the guy who was affected. Anybody in family, friends, neighbors, relatives, I've always told you that. So here's the key thing. My buddy, he's going to go to Boise. Going to go making anywhere from about $300,000 to $600,000. Going to make a big bonus. The bonus actually turns out to be a buck twenty-five. Moving along whole bunch of different things, family's thrilled. But the one thing they were talking about is that damn house. And going up there, what, what are they going to do? Well, here's the point. You Long-term investments are long-term. So go up and rent, figure things out. He would really like to retire up in the area. Before you do that, get a feel for it, a few things. He's already got his eyes on a ranch. I said, don't buy it. Take an option on it. If you choose not to go into it, what do you lose? Lost some option money. Not a big deal. But everything is timing. Now, what I do know, my buddy also likes Michigan. He may decide to go to Michigan. What happens if he gets an offer making 500 uh, bucks an hour, million dollars a year, go to work for Saginaw, and the, you've got a hospital over there that's courting him. If if he's a couple years in uh, Boise and then he goes over to Saginaw, goes from, now listen, this is true. You go from making like three to six to a mill. Is that worth it? Some, some people it is. So having that flexibility is a big deal. In addition to which some people have homes they're not really using and they will rent at a discount to quality people. Because if you've ever been in the rental business like I have, there's a lot of people who are real scumbags. <laughs> So one of the things I do as an advisor is I, you know, I call it the way I see it. And I have people who actually say to me, I just want to know your opinion. I got no skin in the game. This is the way it works. But a lot of realtors, okay, it's always about buy, 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 buy. That's how you make your money. If you aren't buying and selling, you're not making. On the other hand, those who are doing property management, they're doing okay, right? And the issue is not every investment is geared towards every investor. Those that have extremely long time horizons, they're locked up with contingent deferred sales charges or or just a pure lack of liquidity because it's an investment that takes time to mature okay guess what it, it, that's the way it is real if we applied to real estate all of the issues that you have when in the securities industry 90% of people would be unsuitable for the investment and that's why this whole suitability thing I started in the beginning you, you know don't listen to this while you're on top of a ladder on one foot one finger one finger yikes you you know, I don't get your eyes closed and you're trying to blow a bubble from bubble gum that you're chewing. Good luck with that. Okay. So the point is every single person is unique. Every investment's unique. There are certain things that are not a big deal. You want to commoditize those and do them at a low cost. Obviously, if it's fixed and you're not being abused and the person's doing their work and, you know, they tend to work out long term. But the value of having somebody to say, yeah, I don't think you should do that is high highly underrated.
Now, if you're new to uh, this page in this podcast, I do this every day. I throw something together. I'm in studio and I enjoy doing this. Um, if you want to know all the companies we have, go to my last name, truesdell.net, and you can see all the companies we have. That page is getting ready to be updated. A lot of our websites are being updated. We got a lot going on. And, um, you know, it is what it is, what it is. If there's something you'd like me to cover, yeah, let me know. I'll talk about it. But this is just a rap session, man. Having a good time. Now, really quickly, if you are in the world of technology, um, I'm not interested in uh, your business. If you're looking for a job, we're hiring. If you're one of those life coaches, I'm not really interested in your business. Uh, but if you're a uh, business owner, that's a big deal to me. Uh, always interested in talking to business owners who understand the value of time, effort, aggravation, and money. Uh, for those of you who well, you're not business owners and you, you know, are always just floating around, not really got anything to do. I don't have time for that. Uh, always remember, I have a very simple philosophy. I am a lifestyle business where business is a lifestyle. That's it. I'm a lifestyle business where business is my lifestyle. Business owners get that. A lot of people who are not business owners don't. Unfortunately, you kind of have to kick people in the uh, in the uh, privates real hard, grab them by their throat, pull them in your face and say, dude, you're an employee. You're different than me. At the end of the day, you go home. But you know what? For all of us who are business owners, the buck stops on our desk. And if we don't deal with it, you ain't getting paid. And there's a lot of people out there who they don't care how much they're spending for things. When life is good, life is good, they're just floating. So this idea of putting away money for a rainy day, they don't get it. Taking profits, being methodical, being a little bit of a dick here, I get it. But here's the thing, you know, you don't do this business for as long as I have. You don't have all these multifaceted businesses that are all interrelated. You don't know what the hell you're doing. So when you give advice to somebody, you offer to say to somebody, yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to be a mentor to you. But you realize it's not free which means you got to find a way to pay me. Either you pay me my hourly rate or you send referrals. And if you're not going to do that, I mean, man, you just failed 101 business 101 times. Now, the other thing for all of you who are business owners like myself, there's a lot of networking organizations out there most of them are crap. And if you want to talk about a networking organization and how to do things properly, let me know. Um, we've thought about this for years and you can really waste your time doing some stupid things. And that's the one thing I refuse to do. You can waste money, but uh, wasting time is uh, not my, uh, I'm not into wasting time. So this is called Cowboy Junkie. Let's wrap it up and we're out of here.
Rod here. Have a great day.